Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know, but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This week is our last episode in our Emotional Intelligence series. And as we come to the end of May and Mental Health Awareness Month, we're talking all about breaking the stigma around mental health. Today joining me, I have our co-host, Sarah Joseph, Emotional Intelligence Coach. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited for today's episode, but I think I say that about every episode. (laughs) Well, today today we have a guest joining us. So we have Shelly Whitehouse, who's a registered psychotherapist in Richmond Hill. Shelly specializes in trauma-based therapy, emotionally focused therapy, and attachment-based therapy. Shelly, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have to have a guest talk about this really, um, I think, important topic. We didn't want the month of May to go by without directly addressing mental health. I think, you know, this whole series about emotional intelligence has kind of, to me anyway, been about stronger mental health and stronger emotional health. But Shelly, can you tell us a little bit about uh, and I don't think you and I even talked about this in the preamble here, but tell us a little bit about how you got into this field. Oh, sure. Um, wow. It, I feel like I was trying to get into this field my whole life, but I kept doing like careers that were helping careers and I enjoyed them, but I knew it wasn't the thing. Um, and then uh, it's kind of fluky. I came across, I met somebody who I met them one time, one coffee that was done, but they introduced me to this school. And at that time, I had wanted to go into the schools and work with uh, teens on their emotional health, their wellness, their physical health, because I used to be a personal trainer, and I kind of wanted to tie it all together. And I spoke with a, you know, a close colleague, and they said, you know, you need a degree to do that, like to get into the school system to do that, you're going to need a degree. And I was like, oh, okay. So I happened to meet somebody who told me about this college. And when I went onto the website, it had, it was like, I had been there many, many, many times before. It just was so familiar, but I had never been there before. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a psych- psychotherapy program. And that was it. Like from then on, it's just, it clicked. I was like, this is the thing I've been waiting for. Um, I registered to start school right away and it's everything else. And I just loved it. I love that. I love that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like how too, we have, you know, we sometimes take a different route to getting to our career or, and who knows, maybe there's, you know, what's to come after this. I always think that too, right? Yeah. Like yeah. There's a lot. In the next decade. You yeah. just never know where the future will take you. Right. And I love that it felt like just a calling, like a purpose. Like you, you landed on the page and you were like, wow, like this is it. <laughs> and there were butterflies on the page, which to me signifies transformation. So uh, I, there was just so many, like all the doors and windows open, you know, on the way. So it was fantastic. Very cool. Oh, well, yeah. I think a good, a good place to start is what is psychotherapy? Okay. That are probably just because the whole idea here is to break down that stigma of mental health. So let's start with like the yeah. building block basics of what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I like to describe psychotherapy um, along with like also psychology and psychiatry, because a lot of people are, they have no idea what is the difference, right? So when I explain it, I like to talk about how psychotherapy is the part of mental health field where we work on old like patterns, patterns, traumas. We actually, we can go back. We don't have to go back. There's so many different modalities to use, but we're actually working on healing the core issue. Whereas psychology is more about diagnosis, like assessment and diagnosis. They they do do some psychotherapy, but they're more about assessment and diagnosis of um, learning disabilities, uh, personality disorders, that sort of thing. And then psychiatry is where they do all assessments and medication management. So they're the doctors that prescribe the medication and they're the only ones who can prescribe the medication. Um, even some doctors can't prescribe certain mental health medications unless it's referred by a psychiatrist. So I look at psychotherapy as the naturopath of the mental health field. So we go in, we help the client kind of peel back those layers of their onion, um, heal, and shift those core beliefs, heal the trauma, but we do it naturally through uh, talk therapy or you know uh, many different types of modalities, but all through talk in some way. Uh, one of us is talking at all the time <laughs> at some point. Um, so that's kind of to me the difference between. Yeah, I've never heard of someone explain it that way. The natural. Oh. <laughs> so I really and I like that analogy. Is there? Like if someone's just wanting to explore this field, is there somewhere that they should start? Like, is there one or does it depend on the person? Uh, to explore the field in which way? So let's say I have an issue that I want to talk yes. through, or I just want to improve my mental health. Do I start yes. with psychotherapy, do psychotherapy. I start psychology or does it matter? Like, does it, is it uh, dependent on the Generally situation? psychotherapy. Okay. Yeah, generally. Um, because the thing is psychologists are, are have these huge, massive waiting lists. And so do psychiatrists for assessment. And they just often will refer back to a psychotherapist. Okay. Some psychologists do psychotherapy, but it's it's more rare nowadays. Okay. Very I know when I started my own journey, it was through Shelly, actually. We've been working together for, I want to say the last two to three years, I believe. Um, and I started my journey with psychotherapy as well. And that's kind of how one thing led to another. But um, I'm glad I started. Honestly, I, all I did was I, I did a Google search <laughs> and Shelly happened to come up. I really resonated with just her website, her picture. And then that's kind of where I sent an email out and one thing led to another. Uh, okay. And it, it's been great ever since. Healing great. Uh, she's a great psychotherapist, I, I would say. And she does a whole bunch of other things like Reiki as well and meditation. And it's, it's 
been wonderful. So I think if anyone's looking to start psychotherapy is probably the best route (laughs) and, you know, bridging the gaps from there um, would be best. And I know too, it's very much like when you're looking for a therapist, very much like if you click with someone, right. And so it can be like finding your partner in that. (laughs) Can you, you know, can you talk a little bit about and is it, I don't know, is it just a feeling if you know someone's a good fit? For me, in my case, it was probably part of feeling, but also like, I felt like they were talking my language. I felt like they were, I I preferred mm-hmm. having more like tactical things to do and having the science behind why that was happening. Like, so is there processes or steps to ask if this person is a good fit for you? Like Sarah, it sounds like in your instance, you like went to your, their website, you saw that they had a same maybe philosophy on life, but is there, is there anything for someone that's looking for someone to work with that you think they, sh- some key points, I guess, to give, because I will say there's like been two that I didn't match with at all. Um, and I went through maybe a session or two and I'm like, I'm getting nowhere here. Like, this is just not, and I don't know if there's a way to get ahead of that, or if you do kind of have to go through that session. I actually wonder what Shelly thinks about that. Cause I'm sure you've had clients that have, (laughs) you know, stayed with you and then maybe moved on, but how do you, how do you know when it's the right fit? Yeah. So I think intuition Right. Um, for me, a colleague of mine uses this phrase when we teach other therapists and she says, if it feels icky, don't picky. <laughs> and I think, I think um, it's the same when you have, when you're sitting with a therapist, if you feel calm and relaxed and you feel comfortable being in your body and you can really feel like the sensation, oh, I just got shivers, the sensation of being like really seen, like they get you, you know, they're connecting with you, you feel connected with, and you feel that in your body. I think that's a felt sense. I think it mostly comes down to a felt sense because if you don't feel seen and heard and like they get you and they're not judging you, which no therapist should do, but I, you know, <laughs> every, people are different, um, then you're going to feel comfortable to stay there. But if it doesn't feel good, you're going to probably move on. I think that's the main one. I'm yeah. thinking back on my experience with it. I think that absolutely made sense. It The way you described it was perfect because it just felt like there, there was no progress and no, she, it just felt like going through the motions. Yeah. I guess when it wasn't a fit it's like, okay, now we'll do this. Now we'll talk about this. But when it was the right fit, there was like such a flood of emotion that came out and like, just this feeling of like, things started to fall into place, I guess. Yeah. And that yep. maybe always, <clears throat> maybe always can happen on the first session. Like maybe right. there's like an element of giving someone a chance or two, but like in my um, experience, it more did happen yeah. on like the first go round. Yeah. So I think our intuition is the strongest. <laughs> I yeah. think so too. I think the way I also knew was just kind of like Shelly mentioned being seen, heard and understood. So I think that was kind of what I was looking for just in general. And she hit the nail on the head with our, with our discovery call. Um, And it was very, very open. And I felt like I could just say what I needed to say and not feel the criticism, not feel judged, not feel like I was wrong for feeling the way that I felt. And everything kind of fell into place because I felt so heard and understood. So I think just, again, that intuition, but then 
hearing their voice attached to that picture and then sitting in that first session, I think really does get the juices flowing. Um, but I do know I have, I do also have friends who have gone through the psychotherapy experience and they absolutely hated it. And they, you know, were just paired with therapists that they, uh, they didn't get along with, they didn't like, and they completely fell off of therapy in general. So I was actually going to ask you, what's your experience when it comes to people never considering therapy? And why do you think that is? Why they wouldn't consider therapy? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people grew up with um, messaging that if you are, you only go to a therapist if you're crazy, right? Like you have to be severely mentally ill to go to a therapist. And therefore, if you even bring to your parents or you even bring to, you know, a lot of teens want to go, but they're afraid to bring it up. Um, that their parents might think that they're crazy or that their friends might think that they're crazy. I, I do think that that's beginning to shift um, quite a lot, actually. Um, it's like everyone's kind of in therapy and everyone knows it now. Yeah, my therapist. What do you mean you don't have a therapist? Like a lot of teens will be like, my friend doesn't have a therapist and none of us can understand why they don't have a therapist. <laughs> so I think it's definitely becoming more open. But at the beginning, like a little while ago, a couple of years ago and before that, it was kind of like you had to be severely ill to go to a therapist. Um, and that's just not the case anymore. But the other thing is affordability, right? Like sometimes people can't afford uh, the expense of, of therapy, just like they can't afford the expense of, you know, other things that they need in their life. But um, so there, there are, um, there is a network called the Affordable Therapy Network, and they actually offer low rate therapy and sliding scale. So that's kind of um, one of the resources people can go to when money, you know, when the cost is an issue. Right. Yeah. Um, That's great. Cause it, it, it can be costly, right. And we don't all have coverage necessarily. So I could see that being a big barrier to, to entry. Um, you mentioned that stigma around it and kind of I do, I do agree. I think that's gone away to some extent. Um, what are some of the, so we know maybe some of the reasons that people, any other reasons that people don't consider it or those kind of the bigger, the two biggest? Um, the, I think that a lot of people have, well, I don't want to say a lot, but I think the people that are being held back by this, they feel like if they ask for help, like they could be very much people pleasing type personalities, perfectionists, and that if they ask for help, it means that they're worthless, useless. Um, there's something wrong with them. Right. So that could be something that holds people back as well. I could definitely uh, also, resonate with the feeling yeah. like something's wrong with you. <laughs> um, yeah. I know before starting, I definitely went into the mindset of if I need help, then that means something's wrong with me. And then going through therapy, I ended up noticing it that nothing was wrong with me. It was just I collected a lot of trauma and hurt feelings based on what happened to me, right? And from there, it kind of one thing led to another and you open up, you heal, you move past it, you grow, you find tools that, you know, help you manage certain types of emotion and stress. And it honestly does change your life and your personality kind of changes as you change with therapy. It's very funny. I feel like I was more of a closed off person before starting therapy and I didn't really open up and I didn't have very many people. And then after therapy, at least with Shelly, um, definitely way more open, way more vocal, way more, you know, outgoing and making new friends and trying new things. So no more perfectionism, which is great. <laughs> no more of that fear of failure, kind of going into things head on. And now it's something that I teach. So I think it's very, very interesting how therapy can sometimes come full circle for some people. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Totally. Those are some great benefits, Sarah, that, that you mentioned. Shelly, are there other benefits that you've seen some of your clients receive from therapy? Oh my gosh. Um, so many like <clears throat> boundary setting, huge, hugely important, yeah. um, developing assertiveness, right? Like being able to say no or, you know, um, prioritize yourself. Right. Um, those are just some of the, you know, my favorites and obviously anxiety, right? Like reducing anxiety, increasing your mood. If you have a low mood, um, and self-esteem, like just building up the getting to know who you really are when we remove all of the, not all of them, when we begin to remove the pain and the messaging that we had as a child, <laughs> um, generally, it, it just changes who we are. And like Sarah mentioned, the personality change, it's usually for a good, it's usually for good, right? Usually for positive. Um, but those are my, those are my favorite skills development, right? Communication is a huge, most people struggle with communication. Um, but learning those skills is literally life-changing. And that's one of my favorite things to do is teach communication. And I'll teach a specific thing and someone will come back and they'll be like, oh my God, my marriage is literally uh, like completely different in a week, just based on using these communication skills. And we're really connecting and my husband's speaking kinder to me, or my wife is speaking kinder to me. And uh, it's just amazing to hear that. Wow. A week turnaround. You're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you touch on a little bit of, um, yeah, we talked about a little bit, some of the benefits, but also 
some people we mentioned a little earlier maybe not having a fit yeah why why do you see some people that are maybe coming to therapy but then they're quitting is it for those reasons that you mentioned like they don't feel like they're perfect or doing it right or is that why or is there some other so it happens more rarely but it has happened I've noticed where you know as we begin healing we I like to envision us as a big onion right? And we peel back a layer of the onion and then we peel back another layer and oh, there's difficult pain there. And at that difficult pain part, many people can stick through it and get to the next layer. But some people, they're struggling with getting through that layer. You know, they're covering up their pain with alcohol, affairs, gambling, weed, right? And they're covering that up because they don't want to touch it, right? So they're trying to um, get out of how they're feeling inside by distracting themselves with an outside distraction, right? Of, of any kind, um, which is an addiction in, in a way, if it's affecting their life and they don't want to give, they don't want to touch that pain. So I would, I would say other than what we already talked about, the main reason why someone, and as long as there's a fit, like if it's not a good fit, that's, you know, a big deal, but it's, they don't want to touch the pain. They're not prepared. And so they'll just ghost, Right. They'll just, nope, they'll just ghost and you don't hear from them. And I always like to do a quick check-in, just checking in, making sure you're okay um, if they suddenly disappear. But usually that's why it's not as common, um, It's, but it does happen. And I would say that's probably the other reason, main reason. Is there like an end to the therapy journey? Like, is there or, or is it something that we always, always benefit from? Could And then maybe it just gets further in between the sessions or what, what right. does that look like? Yeah. So generally, I mean, I remember when I went to school, our professors taught us that, you know, we are supposed to work ourselves out of a job with every client, right? And that means that we've been successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, that's because we want to support them and help them heal. I find that in therapy, I usually start weekly <clears throat> with a client and then we, we keep in touch and discuss, like, what do you think? You want to go down to two weeks? Okay, two weeks. Okay, well, what about three weeks? And eventually we'll kind of move down to once a month. Um, and then we'll chat about, you know, does once a, month, once a month feel comfortable or do you want to take, are you good to kind of take a break and then do check-ins? I'll have people do check-ins and then, you know, five months later, there's something happened in their life. And they're like, I really, this is kind of open this thing for me. And I really want to work on it. And we're back to weekly again. So it just depends. We're supposed to do closure as psychotherapists. And that would be our goal to do that eventually. But it rarely happens because life just, happens. Life happens. And plus they, you know, they love, people love having that check-in. I see my own therapist monthly. Um, I've had probably like 350 hours of therapy. Um, but I still see her monthly and sometimes I show up, I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. Um, but we talk the whole time and I always come away with something that's helpful. And sometimes it's also a celebration. Like you don't have to just go to your therapist when you're in pain. You can also have a celebration and unpack what you've learned, where you've come, how well you're doing in this moment. Right. And a lot of people think you can't do that. I had a client recently that said, oh, I didn't have a lot of work to work on today. I had some things to just kind of share. Are you going to drop me as a client? I'm like, no, (laughs) no, this is amazing. This is also part of therapy, like being able to unpack your success and where you've come, right? And we've done that, you know, I do that with all of my clients. 
Yeah, it, it's interesting because I've also had weeks where I'm just like, so many great things happened this week. I have nothing to talk about that's painful or complaining. And how do we sit through this one? Right. And we go through and we just talk about how great it felt to go through those experiences because I think part of just therapy and even just coaching in general, learning how to sit through happy emotions as well and feeling those happy emotions. And if we've been feeling negative emotions for so long, it can be hard to actually embrace positive emotions. And I think that's something I definitely struggled with. So I love that Shelly brought that up, that it's also there to celebrate. You don't just have to talk about, you know, negative things happening in your life. Like you can talk about all these beautiful things happening. And it kind of, again, helps you see that your life is just the ebbs and flows. Like it's just going up and down all the time. And it helps you normalize your life in a weird way. Like it doesn't always have to go perfectly well and it, it can have some dips and it can go back up and it can go back down, but you're always excelling upward. You're always moving up. So therapy is a great place where you can kind of explore your life as a whole and see the ebbs and flows of your emotions. So it's really good. Yeah, that's really cool. I've never heard of it as like, because often people don't think of it to to go and talk about, you know, the good stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so that might make more people, you know, a little willing to start, <laughs> start the process with good, maybe, you know, and, and go from there. What does, so if someone's, you know, listen to this podcast, they feel ready to kind of, to go to a therapist, what, Shelly, does it look like the first or that process of getting started or getting, I don't know if you call it onboarding, but like whether it's first the research part of finding someone, the initial session, what does that look like? Right. So when somebody comes and contacts me, I'll do a consultation call with them. So just like a check-in, see what is it that they're, you know, really wanting to focus on, uh, let them ask me any questions that they might have. Um, And then if that's a client that I feel that I can work with or that I have space for, then we'll set up their file, book a session. Um, A lot of therapists do intake on the first session and intake is where we just kind of go into the history of the client and what's been going on for them and go through going through a whole history. Um, And I used to do that, but just me personally, I do intake on the second session. The first session, I just want them to show up and unpack because everybody just wants to unpack what they're holding, right? Like they're just holding it and they want to unpack it. I like them to be able to just share and feel seen and heard because this is where we begin to build the connection. I don't want to just be like shooting questions at them. Like I'm a robot, right? I want to connect with them. And then if there is um, like anxiety on board or depression, I want them to leave that first session with a tool or two that they can actually use to begin to regulate their nervous system from like a physiological point of view right away. They can take that tool out and begin to use it right away. Um, And then second session, we go through intake. And then we go from there. And that's kind of how I uh, do the beginning. Yeah, no, that's helpful. I think just to know kind of what to expect, I guess, in the first couple sessions anyway. Very cool. Um, That was really all quite enlightening for me. I don't know, Sarah, if you had anything else that you wanted to ask Shelly. Actually, I had a bit of a, a bit of a statement. So I know that um, being a EI coach and then also learning about psychotherapy, the, the lines can get kind of muddled in terms of what we just talked about today. So I just wanted to clarify a little bit about what coaching is versus what therapy is so that people can really get a clear understanding that if coaching is for them, then it's coaching. But if therapy is for them, then it's therapy. Um, but 
coaching, well, therapy, as we know now, as Shelly explained, is kind of working on the past and really understanding your stories and your messaging and your, your programming and really getting you to heal those parts of yourself so you can be present in the present moment and really live you know, fully wholesomely and in balance and in alignment with yourself. Um, whereas coaching will take those stories as well, kind of dive into not take a deep dive, but get understanding of what your stories are, and then create a future where you can see yourself living your life in the most utmost success that you see yourself living. So it could be, you know, managing that fear of failure or managing uh, that people pleaser, for example, and learning how to create a plan to get you to where you want to be. So a coach can help you to get you to the start line and get you crossing over to the finish line. But a coach will get you tie a therapist will get you tying your shoes, getting your getting your hat on, getting your gloves on and getting ready to go. So it's very interesting, the differences between coaching and therapy. And if, you know, therapy's for you and wanting to go down the more emotional route and figuring out those deep root causes, then that is for you. But if you're looking to build a future and use a little bit of your past and that healing and that story to create a future, then coaching is definitely for you. No, that's a great point. Cause I kind of, I did want to ask how the two are linked. I guess mm. so you, ladies have wonderful analogies. <laughs> Also goal setting, right? For coaching, like yeah. really like working on goals and implementing those. That's really important too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for being here with us today. Shelly, can you let everyone know where they can find you? So my website is www.shellywhitehouse.com. Um, so that's my website. Uh, email Shelly at shellywhitehouse.com. And, but you can find most of the information on the website. Awesome. There's a bunch of articles there that you can read through as well. Okay, great. And then Sarah, I know we usually share at the end of the episode where everyone can find you if you want to do that. You can find me on at my website at www.sarahjosephcertifiedcoaching. You can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, I hope that we, you know, I think we've ended the month and the series on a, on a strong note, just giving some people some tools and some different rules that are out there that could maybe help them on their next part of their journey. So thank you both for being here today. Thank Welcome. you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you for tuning into this conversation. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, Take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.